Section 2 of Slave Narratives, a Folk History of Slavery in the United States from Interviews with Former Slaves, Volume 11, North Carolina Narratives, Part 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Doc D. L. Martin, Slave Narratives, A Folk History of Slavery in the United States from Interviews with Former Slaves, Volume 11, North Carolina Narratives, Part 1, by Various, Ida Adkins. Ida Adkins, ex-slave, 79 years. I was born before the war. I was about eight years old when the Yankee men's come through. My mammy and pappy, Hattie and Jim Jeffries, belonged to Mars Frank Jeffries. Mars Frank come from Mississippi, but when I was born, he and Miss Mary Jane was living down here near Lewisburg in North Carolina, where they had a big plantation and don't know how many niggers. Mars Frank was good to his niggers, except he never give them enough to eat. He worked them hard on half rations, but he didn't believe in all the time beating and selling them. My pappy worked at the stables. He was a good horseman, but my mammy worked at the big house helping Miss Mary Jane. Mammy worked in the weaving room. I can see her now, settin' at the weaving machine, and hear the pedals going plop, plop, as she treaded them with her feet. She was a good weaver. I stayed round the big house, too, picking up chips, sweeping the yard, and such as that. Miss Mary Jane was quick as her whippoorwill. She had black eyes that snapped, and they seed everything. She could turn her head so quick that she'd catch you every time you tried to steal a lump of sugar. I liked Mars Frank better than I did Miss Mary Jane. All us little chillin called him Big Papi. Every time he went to Raleigh, he brung his niggers back some candy. He went to Raleigh about twice a year. Raleigh was er far ways from the plantations, near about sixty miles. It always took Mars Frank three days to make the trip, a day to go, a day to stay in town, and a day to come back. Then he always got home in the night. Septon he rode horseback stead of the carriage. Then sometimes he got home by sundown. Mars Frank didn't go to war. He was too old. So when the Yankees come through, they found him at home. When Mars Frank see the blue coats coming down the road, he run and got his gun. The Yankees was on horses. I ain't never seed so many men. They was thick as hornets coming down the road in a cloud of dust. They come up to the house and tied the horses to the palings round the yard. When they seed Mars Frank standing on the porch with the gun leveled on them, they got mad. Time Mars Frank done shot one time, a bully Yankee snatched the gun away and told Mars Frank to hold up his hand. Then they tied his hands and pushed him down on the floor side the house and told him that if he moved, they would shoot him. Then they went in the house. I was scared near about to death, but I run into kitchen and got a butcher knife, and when the Yankees wasn't looking, I tried to cut the rope and set Mars Frank free. 
but one of dem blue devils seed me and come running. He say, what you doing, you brock brat, you stinking little alligator bait? He snatched a knife from my hand and told me to stick out my tongue, that he was going to cut it off. I let out a yell and run behind the house. Some of the Yankees was in the smokehouse getting the meat. Some of them was at the stables getting the horses. And some of them was in the house getting the silver and things. I see them put the big silver pitcher and teapot in a bag. Then they took the knives and folks and all the candlesticks and platters off the sideboard. They went in the parlor and got the gold clock that was Miss Mary Jane's grandmammy's. Then they got all the jewelry out of Miss Mary Jane's box. They went up to Miss Mary Jane, and while she looked at them with her black eyes snapping, they took the rings off her fingers. Then they took her gold bracelet. They even took the ruby earrings out of her ears and the gold comb out of her hair. I then quit peeping in the window and was standing inside the house when the Yankees come out in the yard with all the stuff they was toting off. Mars Frank was still sitting on the porch floor with his hands tied and couldn't do nothing. About that time I see the bee gums in the side yard. They was a whole line of gums. Little as I was, I had a notion. I run and got me a long stick and turned over every one of them gums. Then I stirred them bees up with that stick twelve day was so mad I could smell the pison. And bees, you ain't never seed the like of bees. They was swarming all over the place. They sailed into them Yankees like bullets, each one madder than the other. They lit on them horses. Twelve they looked like they was wild with barments. They horses broke they bridles and tore down the palins and lit out down the road. But they runnin' wasn't nothing to what them Yankees done. They bust out cussin', but what did a bee care about cuss words? They lit on them blue coats, and every time they lit, they stuck in a pison sting. The Yankees forgot all about the meat and things they done stole. They took off down the road on a run, passin' the horses. The bees was right after them in a long line. They'd zoom and zip, and zoom and zip, and every time they'd zip, a Yankee would yell. When they'd gone, Miss Mary Jane untied Mars Frank. Then they took all the silver, meat, and things the Yankees left behind and buried them, so if they come back, they couldn't find it. Then they called Ma and said, Idly, if you hadn't turned over them bee gums, them Yankees would have toted off near about everything fine we got. We want to give you something you can keep so you'll always remember this day and how you run the Yankees away. Then Miss Mary Jane took a plain gold ring off her finger and put it on mine. And I've been wearing it ever since. End of section two.